It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? I'm feeling good, Jimmy. Uh, Justin Fowler going to solve all the problems. Justin Fowler is back. <laughs> it doesn't get anything any better than that. Leading up to the trade deadline, and we acquired Justin Fowler. Um, anyway, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about that, what that means. Uh, get into some of the receiver names that are rumored to be available. Um, we'll try to keep it to, you know, like reasonable targets that could be out there instead of, um, you know, just any receiver in the NFL. But uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then uh, kind of an interesting line on, on the game for Titans-Cowboys coming up Monday night. So we'll get into that as well. Before we do all that, remind you, right from MediaCityMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for SB Nation. So you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at jmorrismcm. Terry's at tlambertfb. Uh, you can get the podcast, Lock on Titans, wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Lock on Titans, and you'll be able to subscribe and get the newest episodes as soon as they are available. Um, all right, so, yeah, Dawson Fowler, the big news of the day. Uh, the Titans I, I re-signed him. I guess that's kind of a funny term to me when he hasn't been here for a year and a half and hasn't, or a year, whatever it's been, and hasn't been... Um, in the league at all, I guess. Apparently, he, he was with the Falcons, maybe in training camp or something. Um, because if you go to his NFL.com page, at least this morning, uh, it said Atlanta running backs, Atlanta running back, Jocelyn Fowler. So anyway, um, I, you know, listen, we're, we're waiting for them to add a receiver, uh, waiting for them to add somebody that can, you know, do something dynamic in this offense. Jocelyn Fowler is obviously not that guy. Uh, I think this says more about the tight ends. It does anything else. I think that they need or they want an H-back type guy, and the guys that they have right now, the guys that are playing tight end, are just not getting it done. Yeah, you was using uh, Luke Stocker in, in that spot, uh, kind of a hybrid fullback, uh, lead blocker type. Now you're bringing in uh, Fowler, so that kind of frees up Stocker to go uh, back to his tight end spot. So I think it says something about Johnny Smith. Um, I, I just think that says all you need to know. They want Luke Stocker in that spot, perhaps uh, over John New Smith, especially in, in, in run blocking. So you kick uh, you kick Stocker back to the the tight end spot. You kick John New Smith off the field. You bring on Jason Fowler on rundowns. Um, that's that's an upgrade because, like you said, John New Smith can't block. Uh, it's pretty clear he wasn't ready to take on that tight end one role. So. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head by saying this is more about the tight ends than anything. Now, I, I think it was Paul Kaharski that was tweeting earlier today about, you know, you're, you're basically telling the opposing defense what you're going to do. I mean, if you've got 11 players out there and two of them are Luke Stalker and Jalston Fowler, uh, that obviously limits your weapons in the passing game. Um, and it does, you know, I guess tip your hand a little bit as far as that's concerned. How much of a concern do you think that is? Uh, yeah, I think Kowarski is absolutely right there. Um, you know, obviously, you, you go heavy, you're probably going to run the football. But still, I, I mean, I don't know. John New Smith hasn't done anything in the past game either, you know. Uh, so I, I think it's an upgrade all the way around. Um, I tell you, John has been maybe the most disappointing on this offense, most disappointing player on this offense, which is saying something. Uh, it's just a guy that we thought – was really going to take a step forward, uh, maybe even be used as a receiver. You know, you talk about the Titans 
uh, receiver struggles. Uh, that's a guy that Mike Malarkey split out wide uh, and ran some deep routes with. So, um, yeah, I understand what Koharski is saying there, but at the end of the day, you got to get better. Uh, so I, I like getting Stalker on the field to, to block. Uh, you know, our, our buddy Superhorn has, has tweeted out several gifts uh, pointing out John U. Smith's uh, deficiencies in, the, in run blocking, uh, particularly in that Buffalo game. So I, I think it's an upgrade all around. Uh, the Titans are, are going with these heavy sets. They want to establish the run, so I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, John Smith is definitely in that conversation as far as most disappointing guys in the offense. It's a, there's a lot of guys that are up for for that award, uh, which is obviously you know unfortunate and, and tells you really all you need to know about what's been going on so far this season. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just laughable now, isn't it? That you know, when they drafted John Smith, you were like, oh, you know, two or three years, there's, there's your Delaney Walker replacement. And you know, I mean, I guess the timetable was sped up a little bit this year. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, the Titans signed Delaney Walker to an extension before camp started, um, so they weren't planning on moving on from him anytime soon. But man, you've just seen how big of a drop off. And we knew it would be a drop off from Delaney to Johnu, but we didn't think it would be like falling off of a cliff which it has been because Jonu at best has been a non-factor. And, I mean, he, he's been a non-factor in the passing game, and he's been, a, you know, a, a negative in the rushing game. So it's just, I don't know, man. It, it's tough uh, with, with what, they've, what they've had going on. And just this whole offense has been just not in sync. And you, you've just you've lost these guys, and it's just been – this one thing after another all year and so if if Jocelyn Fowler is a guy that can come in and stabilize that a little bit um if you can at least I mean even if other teams know you're going to run the ball if you still do if everybody does their job that's not the end of the world like you can you can gain yards yardage in that situation so um you know I don't know like I get I get that argument but at the same time you're not running it successfully when they don't know you're running it. So I don't really know how much it hurts you to maybe telegraph it or whatever that may be. And, you know, and again, you've been saying all along that a big part of the reason that Marcus Mariota has struggled so much is because there isn't a run game. They need to get the run game going for him to get going. And so I don't know at this point, you got to do whatever you can to make that happen. So that's it. I mean, that's that's it. You know, they they brought in Fowler, and obviously, it's not the 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 big move that we were all hoping for. But there's still time for them to do something in the receiver department, and we're going to talk a little bit about their options for that coming up. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats has been sponsoring this podcast pretty much this whole season. We appreciate them for doing that. Um, look, we all love a night out, whether it's going to a game, a concert, theater, whatever it may be, and Vivid Seats is the best option. You can you can use to get tickets to get to whatever event you're trying to get to. The top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive twenty dollars off of orders of two hundred dollars or more to save them more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off of orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a hundred percent buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off of orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. 
Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. So tomorrow, or Tuesday, so today probably when you're listening to this, uh, is the NFL trade deadline. There have been, there's been all this noise that is going to be one of the most active trade deadlines, you know, in recent memory. There were a couple of moves made last week. We talked about how we thought maybe the Titans would do something during the bye week to get a guy in here to be ready to go for practice this week or that, you know, have a little bit extra time to get in the playbook or whatever it may be. Obviously, that didn't happen. But there, there are still some options. There are still some receivers out there that are rumored to be available. Um, you know, Golden Tate is a guy that we've we, – Bill Barwell wrote an article a few week, a couple weeks back about how the Titans try to trade for him. That has always kind of seemed like a, a little bit of a pipe dream to me um, for various reasons. I mean, he's still a good player. The Lions are still c- competing for a playoff spot, all that kind of stuff. But then there was the report today, uh, Tom Pellicero, or however you say his name for the NFL Network, saying he said that the, the Lions would have to be basically blown away to move Tate, but then he said that they would a fourth-round pick would blow him away. I mean, if I'm John Robinson and all it takes is a fourth-round pick to get Golden Tate, I'm I'm all over that. Um, other guys rumored to be available, Demarius Thomas, Deshaun Jackson, Randall Cobb. Uh, any of those guys would be an upgrade over what they have now. Yes, th- those guys all have their different, uh, their, their different you know, deficiencies or whatever it may be, drops or injuries or, or whatever. But it's just funny to me, like, I said something about Randall Cobb today because, I mean, he was healthy on Sunday and played less snaps than, you know, like, he was the third or fourth on the Packers and receiver snaps played. And everybody's like, oh, you want a guy that's always hurt to come in here. Well, I mean, like I said, any guy that's available, there are going to be some kind of issues with him. Uh, of the guys that I mentioned, I think Deshaun Jackson, Golden Tate's obviously the best player uh, in that group. Deshaun Jackson, to me, makes the most sense for this team because you've got a guy who can still get down the field and still take the top off the defense, something that the Titans desperately need, and you can probably get him for pretty cheap. He is signed through 2019, but his deal for next year is, I think it's $10 million. It's all base salary, so you could cut him and not have a hit against the cap. So uh, of those guys that are mentioned, Terry, who are, who's the guy you think they should target? Well, the Golden Tate thing is interesting because you're talking about giving up a fourth-round pick and everyone's calling him an eight-game rental, you know, acting like he's going to walk to free agency. Would Golden Tate not want to re-sign here? I mean, he's from from Nashville. Uh, It seems like a good fit, a place where he could work out of the slot uh, and probably get the most targets on the team. Uh, So that seems like a really good fit. Now, again, like you were saying, it, it doesn't really make sense from the Lions' perspective uh, if they're serious about wanting to get back into this playoff run. 
Um, but clearly he's on the market. I mean, I, I was like you. I didn't think it was possible. And then uh, that, that report comes out today that, that they're listening. So uh, a fourth-round pick for Golden Tate, uh, I, I think – uh, I could be wrong, but I, I think he would be interesting, interested in, in perhaps finishing his career in Nashville. That's where I'd start. Uh, from there, Deshaun Jackson, uh, yeah. If he if you put Deshaun Jackson in for Taewon Taylor, how many more games did the Titans win this year? Uh, I mean, at, probably at least two, uh, which is rare to say for a receiver, but that kind of speaks to how much of a problem the receivers have been. Um as for Randall Cobb, I'm I'm kind of out on, on Randall Cobb. Uh, I just uh, I, I'm kind of like the general uh, population. He's always hurt. It just seems like his body's breaking down on him late um, in in his career. A guy that interests me, and we seem to disagree on a little bit, is, is Ty Montgomery, um, who had the meltdown on Sunday. Apparently, he was told to take a knee in the end zone. He went ahead and took the kick out, and, and he seems to be upset. Uh, buried on the depth chart, uh, working as a third running back, but came into the league as a receiver. So that's kind of interesting to me. I think the Titans could honestly use him at, at either position and, and probably could utilize him as some sort of hybrid. Uh, and a guy that would come cheap that you could probably flip a seventh for. I mean, heck, the Packers might even release him. So uh, there's some good options on the table. And honestly, I, I'm surprised they, have, they haven't made a move yet. Uh, and if they don't, I'm going to be really upset. You know, even if it's not just bringing in some free agent to try and get better, because it's clearly not good enough. That's the thing. I mean, you know, uh, every year, whether it be the trading deadline or free agency, you know, there, there's all of this like hype, and everybody gets all excited, and then it always seems to be a little bit of a letdown. Um, and, and if you've listened to us any, to any for any amount of time. You know that we're not the, you know, go sign all the big free agents, go trade for all the guys. Like, that's not really, you know, what we do here. But, like you said, they got to do something. This, this group is obviously not good enough. They're not getting it done. Um, you, you know, they're, I guess, two games, a game and a half, however you want to look at that, behind the Texans now. Um, with, with the Texans have, you know, gotten on a little bit of a hot streak here. But if the Titans can, can put some things together, I, I think they can still win this division. I think you still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Now, are you ready to compete with Kansas City? Um, are you ready to compete with, with those those teams that are really, really good? You know, probably not. Um, but if the offense could come along a little bit, the defense has actually been, you know, pretty good, uh, pretty good to really good for the most part. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think this is a year that if you can find a way to win the division and get to the playoffs, you might be able to make a little bit of a run. And it just seems like, I don't know, general manager malpractice to not try to do something now to upgrade what they thought coming into the season was going to be good enough in this receiver group. And again, we talked about the Richard Matthews. Only well. I mean, all that stuff we, we've talked about. But it seems like John Robinson should be able to admit at this point that he either, you know, misvalued or misevaluated what he had or, you know, just circumstances beyond what he knew then. But they need to do something. They need to do something to help out their, their quarterback. They need to do something to help out just the offense as a whole, a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator. I mean, all those things. I just, I, I just don't – I think it would be – a terrible mistake to stand pat marcus in his fourth year of his rookie deal i mean all those things it just seems like the perfect time to make it and again i'm not saying they should have traded a first for Mari cooper 
That's not what I'm saying. But if they could get one of these guys that would come in and be an upgrade, um, I don't know. I, I just I, I I can't fathom being John Robinson and thinking, hey, you know what, we're good with what we have. Yeah, I I really don't care at this point. You you can't give me that line. Yeah, we're good with what we have. We're we're happy with the receivers right now. You, you can't give me that. You know, I know you've given up uh, a six round pick for Kamala Correa, uh, so you're already kind of down a pick. But you can't tell me you you can't make the receivers better than they are right now. It's just you know we we talk about it a lot. You know, you're wasting Mars Mariota's rookie contract. Things are going to get tougher. Uh, when and if you re-sign him, that still remains up to to, to be seen right now. But you got to do something. I don't, I don't care if it's a free agent. I don't care if it's Terrell Pryor. I don't care if it's a broken down Jeremy Macklin. I don't care if it's Des Bryant. Those guys are all better than what the Titans have because the bar is literally: Are you better than Cameron Batson right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a guy that's taking up a roster spot. So. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, we got like I said, it'll be when you listen to this Tuesday. Um, by the time we record on Tuesday night, we will know the answer to this question. Uh, we'll have updates on MutCMiracles dot com, so you can follow us there. All right, uh, coming up, we will talk a little bit about the line for this game. Uh, it surprised me a little bit, um, and so we'll get into that conversation a little bit before we do. Tell you about Swap dot com. Uh, Swap dot com has also been sponsoring the podcast for a few weeks now. Um, look, it, it's crazy. You want to go buy new clothes, brand names. The prices are ridiculous, especially if you have kids. You know how quickly they grow out of stuff. Um, so it just doesn't make sense to spend a whole lot of money on something they're not going to be able to wear for very long. Uh, so wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, that's what exactly what Swap.com is. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. So driving to the store after store and sitting through racks, Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. There's over 14 million, over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year shopping secondhand. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Swap.com is the largest online consignment thrift store. With Swap.com, you get all the name brands you want, and they have quality hand-inspected items added daily. Something doesn't fit, you can enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. There's a special offer for our listeners. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 35% off of, of select items on your first order. So go check out their site today. If you don't find something you like today, go back and check it out tomorrow because they got new stuff being added on there every day. So again, swap.com. Use promo code Locked On for 35% off of select items on your first order. All right. So the line was released uh, today for Titans and the Cowboys, and I think as of this recording, it's up to what, Cowboys minus six and a half? I saw um, seven. Seven in some places. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a homer, maybe, um, and I still have maybe more confidence in this team than I should. But I, I think that the problem, the biggest problem that I have with that line is I don't think the Cowboys are very good. And so even if you don't think the Titans are very good, this seems to me like a, a coin flip game. And so, sure, you know, you give them a couple of points for being the home team. So my guess, would, if you'd have asked me before I saw it, what the line would be, I would have said like Cowboys minus three, three and a half, something like that. And obviously Vegas has a, a much different feeling about the Titans than we do. Or the Cowboys won. I don't, I don't know which one it is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it opened at four. 
so that's interesting that it's grown to seven. Maybe there's just uh, a bunch of Cowboys teams that are really confident in their team uh, acquiring Amari Cooper. So I, I'm not sure. It's This seems crazy to me because we've looked at this matchup for, for weeks now, and we're like, okay, that's a, that's a matchup where – there, there's two pretty similar teams there. You know, that's two pretty good defenses, uh, two struggling offenses without a lot of weapons. Uh, Dallas obviously has the, the upper hand in the run game there. So uh, I, I'm expecting a, a, a close one. I, I think this will go into the fourth quarter. Um, I feel really confident that the Titans will, will cover seven points. Uh, so if you want to fire up uh, a podcast sponsor, my bookie, and and go place your bets, uh, I, I'd encourage that. Uh, so I feel I feel that line's way too big. It's kind of strange, honestly. What did you say the total is? Only forty one. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't I don't see this as, as there it being a game where a lot of points are scored. Um, the Cowboys have struggled in offense. They fired their offensive line coach today. Um, so I, I just, I'm not sure the, the, like I said, the Titans defense has been good. Um, you, you've had a few issues here and there. Obviously they had a couple of breakdowns, uh, in the, in the game against the chargers, but outside of that and the Malcolm Butler big plays that he's given up, they've been solid for the most part. I just don't see this as being a game where the Cowboys are able to put up a, a bunch of points and we'll get more into the Cowboys as we go on throughout the week. But I don't know. I just, I, that's, that just seems, that seems like a big line to me and like you said i I think it's probably a a smart move um if you if you are a betting person to go and jump on that and i I do think there is probably a lot of public money coming in on the cowboys there's a lot of cowboys fans out there and when they see you know a game against the titans like you said they're excited because they got amari cooper and they're you know they don't have a lot of respect for uh what what the titans are and you get that i mean i I think that's probably where the line moved as much as it did but I don't know. I mean, I, I still feel like this is a game the Titans are going to win. I mean, like I said, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm being a homer or whatever. But I just I, I don't see. There are certain games like I, I thought the Chargers were a terrible matchup for the Titans. I, I just don't see another team that wants to come in and, and run the ball is not very dynamic on offense. That's just not a team that scares me. And I can I can already see the tweets when Amari Cooper burns Malcolm Butler deep for six. <laughs> I can already see the tweets about John Robinson not get, wanting to give up draft picks for Amari Cooper. Uh, uh, it, that's going to be terrible. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be really <laughs> fun. Um, but hopefully they'll have Deshaun Jackson or somebody like that, and so you know it'll it'll hurt a little bit less. But anyway, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that line as, as the week goes along, see if there's any more movement there. But uh, just just kind of interesting, and I, I just think that's something the Titans can can definitely cover. Like I said, I think they they win this game outright. Uh, we'll obviously see how that plays out. All right, so that'll do it for tonight. Tomorrow we will be we'll have our crossover episode with the Cowboys. So be sure and check that out, and then we'll do another show on uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, kind of previewing the game. And our schedule will be a little bit different next week again. You know, obviously not having a reaction show until Monday night. So uh, in the meantime, check out MusicMiracles dot com. Like I said, you can follow us on Twitter at jmorrismcm at t lambert fb, and search out Locked On Titans wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to the show. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for sending Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. 
The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.